This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for your precious presence and the so many lives that you've touched and changed. We'll never be the same again. And we know that tonight, even as we come to your word, that you're ready to set us on a path, a path that you've destined for us to succeed in. And I believe that each and every one here tonight will receive that specific word you have for each one of us. And that at the hearing of this word, faith will rise in every heart, dispelling every form of fear. As minds are renewed to your word, understanding replaces confusion. I believe that each and every one of us are transformed from glory to glory. For this we give you alone the praise and honor in the name of Jesus. Family, you ready to receive? Shout amen. amen. Praise God. As you see, that open your Bible at Joshua chapter 1. Now, how many of you are here this morning? So you've come ready to set yourself into a place of success. Great success. Amen. If you were not here this morning, I really want to encourage you. You have to get this morning's message because I'm going to be building on it. And I don't have time to reteach it. I've got a lot that I have to cover. This morning and tonight is like one part split into two. And this was a six-part series back at home. So you're going to listen fast. Amen. But I want to send you home with tools tonight. Because here we see in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Everybody say confession. You shall meditate in it day and night. Now meditate is not crossing your legs, pointing your fingers, going on. No, meditate means to think on, ponder on, chew on. Like you would chew on food before you swallow it. To mix it with the enzymes to insist your digestion. So the same way we take the Word of God, we talk about it, we think about it, read about it often. Notice day and night. Day and night. Everybody say day and night. That you may observe, everybody say see, to do. Everybody say action. According to all that is written in it, then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. How you want to prosper? And you want to succeed, keep that hand up and say, I am ready to walk in prosperity and the success, the great success God has planned for me. Now notice, you make your way prosperous. So we started having a look at what that means. We saw in 3 John verse 2, beloved, I pray that you prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. We learned that our soul will always limit us based on an inner belief system. Why? Because we are more than just minds in the body trying to figure out life. We are spirit, soul, and body. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 23. We know that God in Genesis 1 27 created man in his image. And John 4 24, God is spirit. So we are spirit beings who live in a body. And then we have this thing called a soul. And then we found out in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. So evidently, the soul and spirit are not the same thing. What is the difference? Well, the one is the thought, the other is the intent of the heart. Everybody say the heart. And so we discovered that we have a heart within our spirit being that thinks. 
Remember the Bible says in Proverbs 23 verse 7, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So we learned this morning that we are spirit beings who have a heart that thinks. We have a body with a brain that is able to figure things out. And the soul is the interface. The soul is that mind, will, and emotions. And that's what we communicate through. So I'll use these eyes, physical eyes that will interpret what it sees and that will go through my soul and plant within my heart. That heart has been programmed from the day you were born. The very moment you drew your first breath, things started happening, experiences, and those experiences started governing how you respond. So you found out that if you shouted in a certain way, mom would respond. And so you learn to know that if I want something, I just have to shout really loud. Mom will respond. Some people still doing it even after they've grown up. So <laughs> those are experiences, things that happen through our peers, our, our, sp our spouses, our teachers, our experiences, things that happen in our lives, things that we thought would work and didn't and, and disappointed us, tragedies. All of that has been going down into your heart and governing your way that you act. It's what we call the subconscious mind. A lot of what you do is subconscious without even realizing about. And so the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. In other words, as I said this morning, you're exactly at the station in life you believe you should be at. Even in our minds we want more, our heart will always bring us back to where we are. That's been proven. There's people that have won the lottery and have had millions and millions and millions of rands that they've won. They go back years later, go and check out these people, and their lives are worse than before they won the lottery. So the money didn't solve their problem because they're still in their heart. They got all this money, but their heart, they didn't believe they could actually handle that amount of money. And so without realizing it, subconsciously got rid of it. You're getting what I'm saying. So, if my heart is so powerful that it will take me somewhere, even subconsciously, we learned that we can actually reprogram that heart. That's what we're going to do tonight, to see how we can do that. So, let's have a look once again at Ephesians chapter 4. We learned, come down to verse 22, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man. Now, how you know putting off, and then you see in verse 24 that you put on the new man. That is an action. If I had a jacket on now, I can put off the jacket. I would have to physically take it off and then put on another jacket. So it's something that you and I have to do. This doesn't happen automatically. So now that you're born again, we have to put off the old conduct, the old man. Now, why is that so important? He says here, verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Everybody say the spirit of your mind. So this isn't your natural mind. While you're sitting here, the first time you hear the word, you hear it with the natural mind. You see, the first time I heard Pastor Theo tell me that you can hear God speak, my mind went, what? You can what? Hear God yeah, right. That was my first reaction. 
Why? Because my head's now wrestling with this new piece of information. It didn't mean I went home that day and hear God's voice. Because in my heart, I didn't believe you could actually hear God. Now, I might not have said it. I can see the scriptures. You can hear God's voice. And he read scriptures like where Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. How many of you are born again? Say, as a sheep of God, I do hear his voice. So Pastor Thea said, you do hear it. You might just not recognize it. I thought, right, I hear God's voice, really? So I had to start reprogramming. You're getting what I'm saying. So now I have to purposefully put off the old man and put on the new. It's not in the natural mind. I, I saw the scriptures. I wanted to believe it. But I have to renew the spirit of my mind. That's your heart. I have to reprogram the inner man. Now, how do you go about that? Notice he says yeah. In verse 2, put on the new man. Look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 8. Now you yourselves are to put off all these. Everybody say, put off. Put off anger, put off wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Now, do you think God is trying to clean us up just so that we all look like nice, good little children? There's a reason for it. And we've got to realize that the enemy knows this, what we're learning tonight, and has worked against it. Because I'm hearing today, out of the church, people are now using words that 10 years ago we all knew were swear words. And they're using it easily off their mouth because, you know, times have changed. The word doesn't mean what it used to mean. It's just an expression of speech. Well, if that's true, then why don't you say it in front of me? Because your heart still knows it's corrupt language. And your heart's trying to protect itself. But if we get our mouths distorted and start saying wrong and blasphemous and bad and angry things, it's actually affecting your heart. You've got to get this. Have a look at verse 9. Do not lie to one another since you've put off the old man with his deeds. Don't lie. Why not? What's wrong with lying? Here's the thing. Has somebody ever said to you, I've told you a million times. You told me a million times. That's a lot of talking. <laughs> now, I get it. You may have said it 25 times. Hello. But you're trying to make a point and then lie and say you said it a million times? Yes, the problem with that, because one day you're going to want to ask God for a million rand, and your heart says, well, that's about 25. <laughs> See, your heart believes what you say. It counted every time you said it, and you called that a million. You get people that try to joke, you know, there's a tiny little dog that runs past beep, 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 and says, wow, look at that big dog. And they think it's funny. Ha, 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 ha. And the next moment you say, I'm believing God for a big something. And your heart says, well, you don't need much to call big. 
Come on now. You see what I'm saying? We've got to watch what we say, family. Because what we say affects our hearts. He will say, my feet are killing me. You do not want to die of feet, man. Come on. Because how many of you would want everything you say happen? Let me see. How many of you would want food to happen? Oh, now, hang on now. Next time someone gets into an argument and says, ah, go to hell. Boom. Whoa. I got what I said. You want God to increase power in your life? We're going to have to watch these things. And he says, yeah, put that off. Stop the lying and the anger and the blasphemy. Don't lie to one another. You put that off. Verse 10. Put on the new man. Everybody say, put on. Now, how do I put on the new man? He's renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Remember, you created in the image of God. Now I need to go to the Word of God and find out who He is and put on that image in my life. Now, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world. Family, I don't care what society says is okay today. doesn't matter how much social pressure you put under. We do not buckle to the world system. Even if people say, it's just a figure of speech. Get over it, Pastor. No. I'm dealing with my heart here. I want what God has designed for me. And He's chosen. He is a God of words. And when He says something, that word is settled forever. You understand this? God can't walk around just saying whatever He feels like. Because once He's spoken, it's settled. For eternity. Hello. So you know God watches every word he says. He measures it. God very seldom uses words for communication. He will communicate. Very seldom does he use it for information. He will impart information. But the primary, primary word, primary reason for God speaking is creation creation. He sets. Even when he says you are blessed, he's not just saying you're great. He's saying you are blessed to set that in motion. Come on, you got to get this. God sent his word to heal, to deliver. He sent it for purpose and he watches over that word to make it happen. So family, we not conform to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable will of God. Now, this renewing of the mind. Come down to Romans chapter 8 or back to Romans 8. Romans 8 verse 5. I'm going to read the first from the New Living Translation. Romans 8 verse 5. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature are that way because they think about sinful things. Those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit do so because they think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. Letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. How many of you want life and peace? All right, now let's read that same scripture from the NIV. 
Those who live according to their flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. Those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. So when you see somebody successful, prosperous, blessed, walking in the full power of God, you have to realize that doesn't happen by accident. They have set their mind to be that way. How do you set your mind? How many of you have ever set an alarm clock? Now you know, let's say you go to the shop and you buy an alarm clock. You go home and you just plug it in. And then you go to sleep and you hope it's going to wake you up at 6 o'clock in the morning. You've got a really important appointment. And unfortunately you oversleep. 8, 9 o'clock you wake up like, what? Alarm didn't wake me. So you get hold of the manufacturer and you say, this is, I'm suing you. I'll miss a very important meeting. Your alarm clock didn't wake me. They look at it and it's on the wrong time. Because you just plugged it in. Come on, how, how, you know, if, if you want to be woken up, the first thing you have to do is set it to the correct time. Isn't that right? So now you, that take, you, how many realize you've got to push buttons? You've got to first figure out which buttons to push. You look at the manual, push this button, push that button. And then on purpose, you've got to set till it's set. Now, how many of you, once that happens, now you've got to set the alarm? Now, how many of you have done this? After you've set the time, you set the alarm for one minute later because you want to see if it works. Come on, isn't that right? You said one minute later, make sure it goes off to hear what it sounds like and make sure it's working. And then you want to check the sound because, you know, the last thing you need is to be woken up to music that you think you're in a spa and you just kind of carry on. No, I need something that's going to wake me up. And you say amen to that. So you're setting the time, you're setting the alarm time, and you're setting the sound. How you realize all of this is on purpose because you know that once it's set, you don't have to think about it anymore. You can go sleep peacefully knowing because it's set, it will automatically wake you up when you set it. And the Bible says, yeah, those that want to live out this word of God have taken the time to set their mind, that inner man, on that thing. And when I set my heart on that thing, I don't even have to think about it anymore. I will make my way prosperous. My mind will take me there. Oh, come on, you got to get a hold of this. Amen? Say, I'm ready to set my mind. So how do we do that? Well, Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 says, Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Don't let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of the heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. See, your heart's governing where you go. You govern the heart by the Word of God. Keeping the Word in your eyes, keeping it in your ears, and keep speaking that word. You're governing your heart. Look at James chapter 1, verse 21. Lay aside all filthiness. There it is again. Lay aside the overflow of wickedness. And receive with meekness the implanted word. 
the implanted word. You plant it down there in your heart that is able to save your soul. See, that's what we're working on. Through that soul interface, you do it by receiving the implanted word and be doers of the word, verse 22, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Family of God, you've got to get a hold of this. Remember Jesus said in Mark chapter 4 that when the word is sown, Satan comes immediately to steal the word. Now, here's the thing. The demons are not omnipresent. There's only X amount of demons. So Satan has to be very strategic about who he sends the demons to. He can't just send the demons, go possess everybody. There's not enough demons. So he strategizes who to send it to. So when someone comes to church, he watches. They're hearing the word. Okay, we need to steal that word. But he'll watch a little longer. If that Christian leaves here and then does nothing with what he's heard, Satan says, oh, that's okay. He can withdraw all his demons from that person because they will self-destruct. Yeah, it says there. They deceive themselves. You don't even need a demon. Deceive yourself. Why? Because I heard a word and I just threw it away. Family of God, we've got to take the word that we hear and put it to action. Do it. Come on. Say, I'm ready to do the word of God. Now, that's how you implant it. Remember Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, verse 23, he said, Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast in the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now, I used to read that, and it's true, that if you speak, you have to believe it's going to happen. That is true. But read what Jesus said. He said, Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, in his heart, he believes that what he says will be done. In other words, you've got to believe. It's not just believing that things will happen. It believes that when I speak that thing that I said, I, when I speak, things happen. That's what you've got to believe. You've got to believe that you're a happen-making speaker. Believe that. See, it's like the little boy. He heard the message like this. He thinks, I can do this. He goes home. He looks out in his backyard, and there's a little heap of sand in his backyard. And he says, you know what? I'm going to ask that heap of sand in the backyard be removed and be in the front yard. And he closes his curtains, goes to sleep, wakes up in the morning, and he opens the curtains. And the heap's still there. He says, oh, I thought so. You see, he didn't really believe he was just testing it out. You have to get to a place that when you open the curtains and see that, why is that still there? I said to it, move. You actually got, you got to believe. I said move. I don't understand why it hasn't moved yet. And you keep, you apply your words in a way that you know that once you've spoken, it's going to happen. You see, when you say, I am a millionaire, it's not just, I'm a millionaire, hallelujah, I hope it happens. No, you've got you to believe. When you say it, that's what you are. You've got to know that when you've spoken, it's coming to pass. When you say something, it's going to be. See, when I speak to someone to be healed, as far as I'm concerned, they're healed. It's done. That's when you see the miracles happen. Come on. That's number one. Speak. Everybody say speak. Now, number two. 
Come down to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, not demons, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Notice it talks about strongholds. What's a stronghold? It's something that's really strong that's holding you. Write it down. It's amazing what you learn. So it's something holding you really strong. Those are the thoughts that have got you trapped. You want to be successful. You want to prosper. You want to be promoted. You want to do something different as a career. But there's a stronghold keeping you safe. That's that inner man, that inner heart. So how do you do that? What happens is every time you step out and you want to do something, a thought comes along and it traps you. It's like all of a sudden someone feels a pain. They think, oh, is that maybe cancer? See, that's a thing that exalts itself against the Word of God. Now, you can't outthink a thought. You can't think a thought away. Don't think about the black dog. The big black dog, the black, you know, the black dog with the white chest. Stop thinking. Don't think about the black dog. Can you just take the black dog out of your mind? Don't think about it. Someone says, if you just shut up, maybe I can try. See, that's the point, is that enemy doesn't keep quiet. He keeps hitting you with that same thought, and you can't. You can't think a thought away. Here's how you deal with it. I'm going to ask you to count from 1 to 10 in your mind, okay? When I say go. Then I'm going to give you instruction. Obey it immediately. You ready? Start counting in your mind. Think it. Now shout out, I love Jesus. What happened to your counting? It had to stop. God has designed you to stop your heart when you're thinking something and then you speak, your thoughts will stop to hear what you just said. So when a thought comes that you're a loser, you're no good, you'll never make it, that's the time to start speaking and say, my God has said. He has sent His word. He is for me, not against me. He is no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And you speak the word of God. And anything that would try to stop you, you take captive. Say, no, in the name of Jesus, you, I silence you. I know who I'm going to be. And then number three, you can go read this in your own time. Genesis chapter 30, verse 25 to 43 is the story about Jacob. And as you know, he worked for Esau for 14 years just to get two wives. And at the end of that, he had nothing to show for it. So he went to his, 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 his father-in-law Laban and said, I, want to, I need to have some kind of inheritance. I need income. So he said, okay, name your income. He said, I'll tell you what, every spotted and speckled and gray, anything that's born, not pure white, I will have. Now, you know, good sheep are all white sheep. So Laban says, great, perfect, wonderful, we'll do that. And so Jacob took a rod and he cut speckles in it. 
And every time they came to drink water, he threw it into the water. And the sheep would look at that speckled rod. And every time they gave birth, they gave birth to speckled sheep. Hello. Even a sheep does what it sees. That thing got in the inside of it, and it produced speckle. So Laban says, uh-uh, that's it. We're going to change it. We're going to rather you keep the pure white sheep. I get the speckle. So Jacob stops giving them that, and they start all producing white. Laban changed it seven times. But every time, Jacob walked away with all the sheep. Family of God, Habakkuk says, write the vision down. Make it plain. Where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself? What do you see yourself driving? Where do you see yourself living? Get a picture of it. Get a photo of it. Put it up. Build yourself a dream wall. So when you're looking at that, that gets down on the inside of you. Fix up the broken home. Stop leaving dirt all around the place. Tidy up. Even if it's broken. Even if your car's all rusted. Shine the, the, the parts that aren't rusted. Throw away the banana peels and the coke tins. Stop. Get the junk out of your sight. Clean up what you have. Set a world in your vision that you see yourself going to. If you've got a window and you don't like the look of your neighborhood, get a picture of your neighborhood and fill the window with the picture of the neighborhood you want to live in. And when you do that, your heart, you're programming your heart. So get a hold of that. Number one, what does the Word of God have to say about you? Number two, start speaking those things. Number three, set the vision up. You want to see yourself a millionaire? Then put things around you that look like a millionaire. If you don't have the real thing, get a picture of it. Hallelujah. And family of God, you live this way. You're going to see the power of God moving you. You are now reprogramming your heart. Every day you wake up, you say, this is the Lord, the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And this is who I am. And read it out and look in the mirror and tell yourself, now go forth and prosper in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give Jesus praise. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Fulmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.